0: You recognize that song? <laughs> crazy Train, Crazy Train. Yeah, we're starting this series, Crazy. And it kind of come out of the fact that I started looking at the world, and it, I see crazy everywhere. I see crazy in families. I see crazy in our culture. You know, social media, they're, they're uh, selling Crazy. Hollywood, they're dispensing crazy. Politics, um, well, the kindest thing I can say is crazy. And um, if you really look around you, it seems like the whole world's gone crazy, doesn't it? That song, it says uh, crazy, but that's how it goes. Millions of people living as foes. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. Talk about crazy. Who, who would have guessed that I'd be quoting Ozzy Osbourne in church? And here's a crazy thing. Uh, you might look at the lyrics to the song uh, later, but uh, crazy train makes sense. It makes sense. If you really think about it, sanity went off the rails when sin entered the world. You know, when uh, Adam and Eve disobeyed and they ate from the, ate the forbidden fruit, the world started going crazy at that point. And in this series, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about how to handle crazy situations in life. We're going to talk about how to deal with crazy people, and we're going to talk about how, how to keep from, from going what I would call full-tilt crazy in, in this world, and the fact is we're, we're going to find out that crazy isn't always a bad thing, okay? So all aboard! We're going to go off the rails of the crazy train. <laughs> Now you think I'm crazy, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the, Bi- the Bible is full of crazy. As we just said, Adam and Eve went, went crazy when they ate the fruit. They got thrown out of the garden. Cain and Abel, they were brothers. And Cain, because of his crazy jealousy, ends up killing his brother Abel. You know, uh, Esau esau was so crazy that he gave away his birthright and his inheritance to his brother for a bowl of stew jonah jonah was a little crazy he he thought he could jump on a boat and run away from god you know david david his his entire family was crazy dysfunctional solomon had 700 wives and if that's not crazy i don't know what is Ananias and Sapphira, they thought they could fool God. And their crazy idea, it ended in their death. And even Jesus dealt with crazy. You know, the religious leaders, the the scribes, the Pharisees, they, they were crazy. Sometimes even the disciples were a little bit crazy at times. And my point being... Every one of us deals with crazy to some degree or another. And today what I want to do, I want to focus on a guy that was absolutely crazy. He's a member of what I would say the insane Hall of Fame. And his name's Nebuchadnezzar. And the the stories told in the book of Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon, which was the number one power at the time, he, he was powerful, but he was full of pride. And friends, I will tell you, pride always leads to crazy. It always does. You know, when you kick God off the throne in your life, you need to prepare for a crazy ride. You know, Nebuchadnezzar builds this gigantic statue. They, they said it was about 90 feet tall. Most theologians believe the statue was of himself. And so he unveils this statue one day and declares a new law. And scripture says this in Daniel 3. He says, then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, here we go, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that the King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Now, the assumption was that everybody would do what they were told, that they'd hit their knees, that they would worship. And just in case anybody was a little bit reluctant, he puts a little teeth in and he goes, whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Now, a little background I think is helpful if you don't know the, the story. The, the fact is Nebuchadnezzar, he had defeated the city of Jerusalem. He had taken prisoners of, of war and he brought back with him the, the best and the brightest of the Jewish nation. And among the POWs that he brought back with him was a guy named Daniel, you might recognize, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they were faithful followers of the one true God. And so now we fast forward. This golden statue is unveiled. A laws decreed. And friends, I will tell you that crazy ignited the moment the music started. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused to bow down. And as violators of the crazy law that they had put in place, Nebuchadnezzar has the three boys thrown into the fiery furnace. And if you know the story, you know that these three young men would ultimately emerge from from the furnace unscathed, untouched, because God protected them. Now, I've always wondered where Daniel was. Uh, apparently he was out of town. I I, I don't know, but he was not there at this time. And in response to this miracle uh, and the boys surviving, the king king celebrates that. He, He calls the young men out of the fire, and then he addresses the crowd, and basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, hey, let's give it up for the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is amazing. And he says this, therefore I decree that the people of any nation and language who say anything against the God, and I want you to notice he doesn't say my God here, against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, be cut into pieces and their house be turned into piles of rubble for no other God can save this way. Now I told you it's a a crazy train here the fact is it's a crazy reign in his life as a result of the fiery furnace ordeal he elevates shadrach meshach and abednego and he elevates daniel to very prominent positions in his his cabinet and and so sometime later we're told nebuchadnezzar has a crazy dream and in short and i'm just giving you the cliff notes but the the king dreams about a gigantic tree and this gigantic tree gets chopped down and there's nothing remaining except the the stump and then nebuchadnezzar hears a voice a voice from heaven and it says now let the dew fall on this man and let him live with the animals and the plants for seven years he will not have a human mind but the mind of an animal Nebuchadnezzar wakes up from his dream he's in a panic at this point he calls for Daniel and the reason why he called for Daniel Daniel has the gift for being able to interpret a dream and so he tells Daniel his dream and then Daniel begins to explain the dream and he says you know Nebuchadnezzar I got some really bad news for you you're the tree You're about to be cut down because of your pride. You're going to be driven out into the field. You're going to start living like an animal. And you're going to live in isolation. See, Nebuchadnezzar is still worshiping idols at this point. Nebuchadnezzar has what I would call a God complex. I, 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 I. Everything's about him. And he's given lip service to God. After the miracle of the fiery furnace, he he says, oh, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we're gonna, you know, no greater God. But the fact is, it's just show in his life. You know, Daniel says, "I, I wish this was happening to your enemies, but it's happening to you, King. You are about to get cut down to a stump in your life. He says, therefore, your majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. He's begging him. He's saying, please listen to me. Renounce your sin by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be that then your prosperity will what? Continue. Hmm. God is offering Nebuchadnezzar another chance. It's offering grace to Nebuchadnezzar. Even though Nebuchadnezzar's on the crazy train, God's given him an opportunity to come clean. to to turn from his sin, from his pride. He's given him an opportunity to get things right. You know, even after all the craziness and all the self-centeredness and all the sin, God's offering him mercy and grace. And here's what I wondered when when I was reading this story. I mean, how many opportunities do we have to get it right? I mean, how many opportunities do you have to live for God in your life? You know, sometimes I, I hear people say, oh, well, you can come to Jesus anytime you want, you know. That, that's always available. And it, and it sounds good. It's very positive. But I'm not sure it's biblical. There's a verse I've always found troubling In Scripture, Jesus uh, told a story one day, and he says this at the end of the story. He says, once the owner of the house gets up and shuts the door, then you will stand outside and knock on the door saying, Lord, open the door for us. And he will reply, I don't know you or where you are from. Friends, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And I wonder, any Nebuchadnezzars in the house? Anybody worshiping themselves? I mean, I, I know as I say that, some going, well, I, I'd never say something like that. I'd never say I'm sovereign God, you know. I'm in charge. I'm it. I'm the man. That's crazy, right? Most of you are too sophisticated to ever say that out loud. But I wonder if you're not saying it by the way you live. It's something to think about. You know, the opportunity is open to change. And I wonder, what is it that holds you back? See, pride will hold you back. It's a crazy train. You, you make yourself an idol. You put yourself above God. God. I, 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 I I-centered everything. I mean, who's crazy enough to think that the world revolves around them? I mean, who's crazy enough to dismiss God and take God off the throne and put themselves first place? Who? I mean, you're not self-sufficient. You're not made to be worshiped. And when you think about it, it, life for many people, it's all about I. And it leads to isolation and destruction and devastation. And I will tell you, when I is the most important thing, it leads to off-the-rail living. Daniel, he gave the king some really good advice. You know, God's offering you a chance to turn things around king and then God waits and it's interesting God waits 12 months the doors open for Nebuchadnezzar for 12 months you know for 12 months grace is being offered to Nebuchadnezzar and for 12 months Nebuchadnezzar stays on the crazy train he tests God's patience Have you ever tested God's patience in your life? How about this? Have you ever thanked God that he was patient with you? Are you testing God's patience now? You know, after being offered God's grace, I want you to check out how Nebuchadnezzar responds to it. He says, is this not the great Babylon that I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? See, you can tell he's gone off the rails here. It's his perspective. It's his ego. It's his self-importance. Is it not the great Babylon that I have built, you know? Is, is it not the, the company that I built? Is it not the money that I've made? Is it not I alone have done this? I, 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 over and over and over. And friends, I will tell you, when you elevate yourself above God, when you dismiss God's power and work and activity in your life, when you make yourself the center of the universe, you have boarded the crazy train. And watch out. says immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. Talk about the dream. He was driven away from the people and ate grass like an ox. His body was drenched with dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. He's going crazy. His hair, it's unkept, it it becomes long and unruly. He he quits taking care of himself. His fingernails, they, they look like claws. And he becomes more and more removed, more and more isolated. And finally, you get a picture of a man living out in a field like an animal. He's fully insane at this point. I will tell you, sometimes I I look at society which is I, 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 I centered. It's a crazy train and people are so self-absorbed, self-centered, so full of pride and arrogance that they make destructive decisions and friends, they go off the rails. It's the ride of pride. That's what pride does to you. You know, Proverbs 16 uh, 16 or 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Nebuchadnezzar, because of his pride, goes mad. He's flat out crazy. He's literally living in isolation now. He's like like an animal. And for seven years, he lives that way. The terrible dream that he had became reality, became his life. But I don't want you to forget, remember the stump? God did not take everything from him. He didn't pull the tree out by the roots and go, we're done with this tree. No, God left the stump. It's a representation of God's grace, the, the possibility that Nebuchadnezzar could be renewed, that he could be restored at some point. Verse 34 says, at the end of the time, the seven years, he's been out in the field wandering like an animal. I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven and my sanity was restored. I love this. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. See, God's grace, when you read through scripture, you see it all over the place, don't you? It unfolds in very similar ways. I think about uh, the biblical bodybuilder, Samson. You know, Samson, he got on the crazy train also. He took a really crazy ride because of his pride. And we're told that God told Samson to not mess around with ungodly women. What did he do? He ignored God. He thought he knew better. He thought he could handle it. And consequently, his life went off the rails, if you read it. You know, his hair was a symbol of, of God's anointing in his life. And, and he, he had supernatural power because of it. But his pride? He ends up getting his hair taken off. He ends up becoming a prisoner. The Philistines uh, took him prisoner and, and they gouged his eyes out. They have him captive and chained. He's like an animal at this point, being kept. He was a shell of the man that he once was. And when you read scripture, he's broken. I mean, he's broken. But but at some point, we don't know what triggered it, but scripture says that he lifted his eyes toward heaven and he repents of what he's done and God's grace is restored on him again. You know, that God's supernatural power rests on him again. And I, I read this story, and honestly, it's all this unrealized potential, is what I say. It's a sad story, honestly. But in the end, he, he does find God, but there's so much loss in it. You know, Nebuchadnezzar, he's isolated, he's lost his power, he's lost all of his senses but it's in that craziness and that hopelessness that he comes to the realization that he cannot fix it. He realizes he is not self-sufficient. And he realizes he needs God. He realizes only God and God's power can restore things in his life. And so as he seeks God and repents... He says this, he says in uh, verse 36, he says, At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. What do you say about a God like that? I mean, now Nebuchadnezzar has a very different attitude, very different perspective. Everything is shifting in him. And he says, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven. Because everything he does is right. And all of his ways are just. And those who walk in pride He is able to humble. He wrote that from experience. And so my question today, maybe something to wrestle with this week. Are you walking in pride? I, 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 I? Listen to your conversations. Is it I, all I-centered? You know, humble yourself. Humble yourself before God. Get off the crazy train. Honor God every area of your life. You know, look and see. Is God on the throne in every area? Acknowledge God. Acknowledge God's activity in your life, his provision in your life. Thank God for everything, everything. Everything you have, God's given you. Everything you accomplish, God gives you the ability to accomplish it. In fact, everything you are, God has given you, you know, I would suggest you go crazy for God in your life. Bow before your creator. Lift your heart and your eyes to heaven. And guess what? God will elevate you. God will take you to levels you never dreamed of, more than you can imagine. But you have to make a decision. And it, it's between two things. Crazy train, all aboard. Lots of people are choosing it. It's very, very popular, crazy train is. Or instead of crazy train, crazy for God. But you got to choose. got to choose. Let's stand, have a word of prayer. Our holy God. God, forgive us for our pride. And we all wrestle with it, deal with it. Sometimes, Lord, we're all about I. Forgive us of that. God, may we put you on the throne, first and foremost in our life and the way we live. God, help us all to just get off the crazy train. Life isn't about us. It's about pleasing you, worshiping you, living for you. God, help us to be the people that you have called us to be, you created us to be. May we bow knee to you every day, every moment, with all we say and do. We give you the glory this day and every day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God's people said, amen, amen. Let's worship.